Hi, this is Gary Furr. Welcome to my podcast channel, Turning Complexity into Simplicity. Hi, I'm Gary Furr, and welcome to my podcast, Turning Complexity into Simplicity. I'm here with Dan Whedon today, a member of my mastermind group, friend, and colleague. Dan is an experienced entrepreneur, leader, and an award-winning speaker. He has a passion for consulting, coaching, mentoring business professionals, and a whole bunch of other things, including golf. I've been lucky to know Dan for a few years now, and I always enjoy his thoughts on various topics that are important to business owners. We are here today to discuss his latest book, Back Nine Walking. So tell me, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Gary, first of all, thanks for having me. And and you didn't mention about our, our frequent cooking throwdowns that we uh we've been doing virtually that uh we need to to keep doing in 2022 but uh, uh anyway that's probably for another podcast yeah we'll have to do a <laughs> cooking podcast our we'll cooking competition do, <laughs> we'll have to do a cooking podcast competition <laughs> yeah so so no a little bit about myself i it's hard for me to imagine that i'm saying this but i've been in the the risk management and insurance industry for over 30, like a darn, actually about 34 years now. It's, it's hard for me to, to imagine that, but I've been working with small and medium-sized business owners over all these years in some form or fashion around the concepts of risk and resilience. And uh, I started my consulting practice in 2005. It's, it's, it's gone through many iterations uh, somewhere along the line, I, I kind of realized that uh, in reality, risk is a, is not a bad word, and it's actually uh, when you you know you work with with small and medium sized business owners, Gary. If they didn't take any risk, they wouldn't have any reward. <laughs> exactly. And so I learned it's really more about resilience and and uh, being able to kind of keep plowing ahead when things uh, aren't going great. So I really my my practice has been evolving. Uh, you know, over the years. And it's really, I think, getting to a spot where I, I really like focusing on the concepts that I've got in the book, which I know we'll talk about. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my background. I've been doing this for, for a lot of years. Um, and I, I really enjoy putting out content, whether it's, it's books or videos or podcasts, whatever it is, uh, just to get information out to, to business owners. And how did you get started in what you're currently doing? Uh, well, <laughs> I got started in consulting uh, because I was tired of, of working for somebody else as an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. I had been doing that for, for somewhere around 16 years. And, uh, you know, I guess there was a, a wild hair in me that said I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to control my own destiny. And so I, I took a leap of faith at 41 years old uh, with kids in high school and wanting to go to college and, and all of that. And, um, you know, that was it. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, uh, I, I, I guess when you think about risk, I guess I, I should have put that in the book, Gary. I didn't, I didn't put that story in maybe the next one. Yeah, but uh, that, was, that was a risk I took in, in doing it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah, you took a big risk. How'd your wife feel about that? Well, you know what? We're I'm I'm fortunate, Gary. I, I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, next year we'll have been together forty years. We oh, we, wow. we were married a long time, even at that point, and and she trusted me. 
you know, uh, she, she trusted me and, and, and cause I, I certainly had to get her full buy-in. Uh, but she, she trusted that I could get it done. And I, and I think, you know, even so had, had it not worked out, uh, I, I knew I could get another job. I, I knew I wasn't unemployable. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, there's, there's folks out there, maybe even people listening now who, who don't want to take a risk because they think, uh, well, if they take the risk, that's it, they're done. They're, they're in the poor house or something. Well, you know, I, I knew that I, I, if I had to, I could go get a job. I didn't want to, uh, and I haven't had to, but that was that, you know, I think, you know, when you ask how she felt about it, we, we both knew that, uh, it was a big risk and, and we could have a, have a, a big letdown, but the, 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 the positives outweighed the negatives. Yeah. With every risk, there's a, oh, you have to weigh out the reward on the other side. And it seems like you took a big risk and you've received a great reward for that. Well, I, I like to think so. Yeah. I, 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 I think the, the thing about risk, Gary, and, and I talk a little bit about this in the book, uh, risk, I like, I, I think it gets, gets a bad rap. Uh, risk is not a bad thing. It's not something to be scared uh, about. Uh, to me, risk is just simply defi- it, it, the definition is it's uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> uh, we take a risk when we jump into our car. Exactly. Uh, we, 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 we hope we make it to where we're going. There's some uncertainty and there's some things along the way that will either keep us from getting there or help us. Uh, but it's no different here. And, and what I talk about in the book is, um, especially at the, the age where, you know, you're kind of on the back nine of life, um, embrace uncertainty. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. There's, op- there's many opportunities as our potential challenges. Absolutely. So you've written a few other books as well. Can you tell us, us a little bit about them? Yeah. Uh, the first book was, was a four, it's called Unleashed. And, and, and really I was trying to put a book out there and I took a bunch of uh, newsletter articles I'd written. I made a compilation of the the greatest hits at the time, it's about 11 years ago now, and, and put that out. So that wasn't much of a book, but it was a start. And I think I've gotten better as I've gone along. I have a book out there that was for specifically for insurance agents on how to be a better insurance agent. Uh, and then I wrote one in 20, 2015 called Unleashed Leadership, which was really targeted at uh, business owners and CEOs and executives. So those all, you know, I, I like the books. This one was a little bit different in so much as, um, um, you know, I really want to reach a, a broader base of humans, uh, not just people who are in a position of leadership, but anybody. You could be working for a business. You could be a sales professional. You could be in human resources. You could be whatever, but, and, and, and the concepts would apply. Uh, I've got that book, and I have to say it's an excellent book. Thank so, you. Congratulations on a well-written book. So in your new book, it's called Back Nine Walking. So is it about golf? <laughs> you know, no. when you think about the back nine, you think, yeah. oh, you say golf, right? <laughs> yeah, no, well, uh, no, it's not about golf. I'm not that good that I could write a book about golf, uh, but I am a golfer. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I kind of did some testing of some of the concepts in my newsletter, Gary. And as it turns out, if you're a golfer, you get it for sure. 
but even the non-golfers understood the concept and they would often relate it to whatever whatever it was that they enjoyed. And so I found that uh, it was a good vehicle. Uh, but but really, uh, it, it came about from walking my, my old dog, Captain Jack, around the, the neighborhood. It seemed like the front nine of our walk, the first half, uh, if you saw us, it looked like I was kidnapping a dog. Uh, he just didn't want to go where I wanted to go. He didn't, it was a terrible walk. But on the back nine, as soon as we made the turn, uh, he was a great walker. And so I said, Jack, you're a, you're a great back nine walker. And I realized that I'm on my own back nine. I'm about to turn 57 years old. And, and although I plan on living a long time, I'm probably not going to make it to 114. So I'm, I'm definitely on the back nine. And uh, those of us who are in that back nine, as, as you know, Gary, we, we have different, there's different challenges physically, mentally, emotionally, with relationships, uh, you know, with, with a whole bunch of different things. And they all seep into our professional life. They all do. Uh, you know, we, we can't say, oh, I leave that all at the office or I leave that all at home. It doesn't work that way. And, and so I thought a book about, hey, these are what, this is what I've observed uh, in going through this. This is how we're dealing with some of the challenges. That's what the book is about. And the reason I like golf, Gary, and, and, and I use golf in this because I am an avid golfer. One of the things I most like about golf is the concept of my ball, my destiny. Unlike any other sport, you know, or most that I can think of, uh, I'm, I'm not being run at, thrown down, pitched to, uh, there's nobody, there's nobody else who's trying and to do get you bodily harm. <laughs> and they're not trying to do me any bodily harm. It's my golf ball that I'm standing on the first tee with. Uh, I hope it's the same ball I'm using at the end of the line. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but it's my destiny. And, and I've got to play the ball where it lies. And there's a certain acceptance, Gary, there's a certain acceptance that a golfer has, well, you know what? That's where the ball's lying. Maybe I had some bad luck. Maybe uh, it's it's my poor swing, but I'm here and I got to play the next shot. And the way that I see it, that's life, right? It's business. Mm -hmm. Here I am. It, it wasn't my fault, but it doesn't matter. I'm here. Or it was out of my control. A pandemic came. Uh, I'm here. What's the next shot? And And so that's why I used golf because I think it's such a great metaphor for life. That's a great response. It goes, I go back to one of your first uh, answers you gave, you talked about resilience and it sounds like um, walking the back nine or being on the back nine is about resilience and persistence from yeah. what you just said. Yeah. Well, you know, I, Gary, I don't know if you're a golfer or not, but if you, if you walk a golf course, uh, no matter what kind of shape you're in, you start hit if you're walking it and you hit about 13 or 14 you're not as spry as you were on hole number one it just it's, i'm not as spry as i was on hole one when i get to hole three dan i'm a hacker you know, yeah you know and, and all of a sudden you, you you know stuff happens and and even some of the scar tissue from when you know you did something uh silly a few holes earlier it remains and it makes you cautious and it makes you fearful and it makes you tired. And, and I'm just of the opinion that we are in the, the right time. This is the best time of our lives. And, and it's all about mindset. It really, 
to me, it's all about mindset. And my hope is that some of the stories that I give, and they, they tend to be personal, and I've tried to be a little bit more vulnerable because I want people to know I've, I've been through this, and this is my observations. Um, this is what we can kind of expect on this journey. And it's really how we are resilient about it and overcoming disappointments and obstacles. Very good. You know, I read the intro to Fact Night Walking and I was immediately captivated and I wanted to read more. It was so interesting. So tell us more about the book. Well, I want to, I will, but I want to know what, I'm curious, please help me out. What captivated you? I love the story. And uh, okay, I just the story caught my attention. I just kept reading and reading, and, and then I got to the part where Captain Jack's got an opinion. I thought, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> the dog's uh, got Captain an opinion. Jack. He's got an, he's got an anecdote. He's got an opinion yeah. about everything. I've, I, yeah. In my previous in my previous book, uh, one of my clients who had read the book said, uh, uh, "I think Captain Jack's a better writer than you." And I said, "Well." <laughs> Uh, he's shortened that, yeah, to the he point. He probably is. He was shortened <laughs> to the point. <laughs> yeah. So the book, Gary, you know, it's really about different parts of where I think most people's lives are when they push past about mid 40, right? And that's not to say this book won't work for somebody who's in their 30s because it's up ahead of them, but it's really about how do we manage the challenges that we face, whether they're physical, whether they're relationship-based, whether it's our family, our coworkers, our employees, how do we deal with uh, issues around mentoring and succession and legacy? Uh, because I'm gonna tell you one thing this pandemic did, it changed, I think, everybody's view of mortality, their own mortality. It's like, not that we didn't know that we we're gonna die, but I think there was a reevaluation that everybody had to kind of stop and pause. And, and I think, you know, that perspective becomes important and it molds how we're running businesses, how we are running our careers, how we're viewing, you know, whether we want to actually retire or go to a next adventure, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, I hope that, somebody reading it won't go, oh, I can't wait to retire and sit on my ass uh, and watch TV until I die two years later. I, I hope they're looking and saying, man, I, I, can, I can live a fully enriching and rewarding life, however that looks, if I seize control and embrace uncertainty. That's what the book's about. That's awesome. So what advice, Stan, would you give someone just starting to make the turn on the back nine? <laughs> That's a really good question, Gary. Uh, I, I'll answer it like this. If I was able to jump in the DeLorean, right, which is, which is aging me already because we're going to yeah. jump in the DeLorean and go back to the future. <laughs> if I was jumping back in the DeLorean uh, and going back, say, about 20 years, and I had to give advice to myself, I, I, I think I would say, look, it's relax. It's going to be okay. You know, because I think I worried a lot more than I did. I still worry at times today. We all do. But I, I think I was more concerned about things that that um, it was going to be OK, that that you're smart enough, you're good enough, you, 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 you'll figure this out. And some of the challenges in life 
might feel bigger than they are. If I can give just one quick example, and I speak about this in, in one full chapter about my parents uh, and their aging and passing away. The four years that, that um, you know, my wife and I dealt with my mom going through dementia. Uh, she lived with us for, after my dad died, she lived with us for two years. And then we, we ended up having to move her to a, to a, a memory care facility. Uh, that at times bordered on overwhelming. I was running my own business. Uh, Barb was working out of, was working out of the home at that point. She's since joined me in the business, <laughs> excuse me, but, um, you know, I had kids in college and there was, became financial pressure around that because we, uh, the cost of it was, was outlandish. And so, uh, it became overwhelming and, um, you know, that's not going to happen to everybody, but it, it'll happen. And so the advice I would give to myself is regardless of whether it's personal or professional, this too shall pass as long as you just keep grinding, just relax, trust yourself, have faith, and you'll be okay. And, and so that's the advice I would give to anybody now, regardless of whether it's starting your own business or changing your career or whatever it is, you're good enough. You're experienced, uh, you know, what, what's got you through the front nine, you're good enough to do what it is you want to do. That's great advice, Dan. Appreciate that. Relax. <laughs> this too shall pass. <laughs> this too, it's, 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 it's temporary. It's part um, of that helps make time, us when stronger. It, well, you, but when you're in it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's temporary, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it feels like it's all the way to the world. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's hopefully part what, what will come out of the book is, is that um, as long as you keep doing your best, as long as you keep trying, and there's a section in there that said trust your swing, it's really about trusting yourself and knowing that by yourself, you're good enough. That's great. Appreciate that. So tell me about Captain Jack and the part he plays in your new book. And who is Captain Jack? So Captain Jack is my Jack Russell. I used to call him my Jack Russell ter terrorist, but he's, he's more like an antagonist. Uh, Captain Jack came into our life uh, almost 15 years ago, about almost 14 years ago now. Uh, he's a Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, out of all the dogs we've ever owned, he is the biggest character. Uh, and, and, and interestingly enough, outside of all the dogs, <laughs> he's, he's been with me the whole time working because um, I started my business before I'd, I'd gotten him. So he's, he's been kind of my constant companion. And, uh, you know, I, I've used him in the past as, as kind of uh, the whole perspective of being fearless. And, and so he, he, to me, because of his fearlessness and the number of times he literally became unleashed and I had to chase him down. Uh, I, I, I thought of the, the context of us as humans if we were a little bit more like dogs uh, who are, who are uh, a little bit more fearless, we don't want to run out in front of cars, but we, we, we do need to break free of our own self-imposed fences. And so I started uh, using Captain Jack uh, just for fun, using his voice, ghost writing for him, so to speak. And I found that people related to that because uh, most people have either they can relate to kids and pets and it seems like dogs to a large degree 
you know, and, and, and so, uh, as you know, when you write or when you speak, you want to be able to relate and have people engaged. And uh, Captain Jack has been a constant. Uh, people relate to him and, and are engaged with him. So he kind of became the, uh, uh, the model for Unleashed. And some of the, uh, the media work that I'm doing now content-wise, I've, I've trademarked Unleashed. And I use it in, in a lot of the, the, the things that I do. You mentioned that Captain Jack doesn't want to go on these uh, brisk walks anymore. He kind of drags his his feet. How old is he? He's about 14 and a half. Oh, so he's and getting up there, huh? He's getting up there. He's way into the back nine. And <laughs> I think I finally come to the conclusion. The reason he, he turns, makes a turn and comes, he just wants to go back home. I think... <laughs> I don't think he wants to leave that much. He, he, he likes the, the comfort of his I home. Ex- yeah, I need the exercise too. But uh, uh, yeah, so he's but he's hanging in there. He's he's doing okay. Uh, he prefer to lay on the couch, huh? He would and get old. <laughs> but you're not going to do that. I'm not going to do. No, that. I'm not going to do that. Nope. Yeah, no. We're, we, I think we're 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 too uh, we're too high energy. We're too high strung. <laughs> exactly. So if you could turn back time, Dan, and start at the front nine again, what would you tell yourself? Uh, aside, aside from relax, um, you know, that's a really good question, and, and, and I don't struggle to answer it, but there's a couple things I would say. Number one is make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're not going through the motions because you think it's part of the process. Um, you know, I wouldn't change anything because of where I am today and the relationships I have and, and uh, you know, the grandchildren and all of that. But, but, you know, I probably spent more time doing something I didn't enjoy because I thought I had to. So I, I would say that's number one, you know, make sure you love what you're doing or else days are long, man. They just, yeah. they just are. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I would, I would, I would also say um, be a little more fearless. I think I played it cautious at times. It's not necessarily my personality, but I think I played it cautious because there again, I thought that's what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would have been bolder and Gary, I'm going to tell you, I see that more today, that boldness. I think if you look out into the business world, whether it's on, you're seeing it on YouTube or different places, there's a lot of young people taking some, some bold, they're more confident, they're, they're bolder, they're taking more challenges and maybe they have the tools to be able to do that more than you and I did. But I, I think that there is a, a, an increased amount of acceptance. And, uh, and I think part, that's part, the pandemic may have done that a little bit too, that uh, you can show up in your hoodie as long as you're good at what you do and, and you're, 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 making, you're, you're creating value and you're helping others. Uh, you, you don't have to look like everybody else. And, right, and right. maybe I'm getting, that's a long way around to saying, um, I probably tried too long to look like everybody else in that sense of, of, of be who somebody, no, be yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to be yourself. So that was a long way of getting to answering your question, but I think that that probably might be the thing. Don't mm-hmm. worry about what others think. Go be yourself and, uh, and, and, and do what you like. 
Yeah, that's great. I think also the technology today that you and I didn't have, but we have now has allowed young people to expand their opportunities for in so many directions that we, we just didn't have that when we were younger. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And you know, to that, to that extent, uh, we had what our parents didn't have. Right. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, there, there were opportunities that we got. So I think it, 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 you know, errors are different. Um, but I think if I could get, if I could go back in time, uh, and knew what I knew today, uh, I would probably have created a little bit more of a, 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 a of a bolder approach. Uh-huh. I would agree with you. Yeah. So if I only could read one chapter out of your book, which chapter would you suggest? What was your favorite chapter, in other words? <laughs> I have a lot of favorites, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's interesting because it's the first chapter, but I think it's, it laid the foundation for a lot, Gary, and that was the chapter on identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we pick up the book, you'll see that, that I don't have chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. It starts with the 10th hole. The 11th hole. I, know, so, I noticed uh, the 10th ten, <laughs> hole is identity. And, and, you know, while all the chapters I think are, are very important, the one about identity really hits home because I can't, I, I mean, I, there's a number of clients who've been very over the years who've been very candid and said, you know, my identity seems to be rooted in my business. You know, the success, mm-hmm. the failures, uh, how I'm perceived. It feels like who my identity is. And, and too many times I feel like people uh, create an identity based on what they do rather than who they are. And, and, and that I put that chapter up front because I really wanted it to lay a foundation of that. That does, shouldn't be that way. Your identity is, is who you are inside and, and, and what you aspire to be and, and, and who you want to be. And, and it's constantly changing. So I'd say if there was one chapter, you only got the one chapter to read, it would be the 10th hole. It would be the chapter on identity. That's good. I probably, I think I prefer to start on the 10th hole when playing golf because the first nine are always bad. (laughs) (laughs) I just get warmed up. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. That's all we were doing though, Gary. And we were, that's, you know what? I love that. I got to use that. We were just warming up on those first nine. Yeah, it's just yeah. getting started, right? We're the, I'm going to use that. I wish I, I wish you, I wish I'd done this before. Now I, I wish I would put it in the book. I'll have to use it later. But yeah, we were just warming up. Yeah, and, just and, getting warmed and now up. Now is the time to really uh, to reap some of those rewards because I'm going to tell you we're better today at, at, at the ages we are. And whoever's listening, uh, if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, your experiences, you're, we only get better as we go along. Mm-hmm. The, the experiences, the, the scar, you know, the mental and physical scar tissue, all of that, you just said it a few minutes ago, it makes us better. Yeah. I think I find, you know, I've learned, it took me a long time to learn this, but uh, the things that happened in life didn't happen to, uh, to us. They happened for us. They've yeah. made us, they've made us the people we are today. And so yeah. reframing that and saying, I'm really grateful for the things that have happened in my life, the good and the bad, because I am who I'm day, today because of that. So well, many people that's a great point. have regrets. That's a great point. Oh, I'm and sorry, Gary, go ahead. So many people have regrets and, and, you know, live in the past and blame the past. Well, actually they should be grateful for the past. 
Well, you know, and if, if, if you don't mind me kind of waxing poetic on that a second, my, my wife, Barb, and I were talking about this before. And, and uh, you know, I believe in the butterfly effect. Mm. And, and sometimes I call it the Marty McFly effect, again, going back <laughs> to back to the future. But it had, had we changed anything, even incredibly minor things, we may not have the grandchildren we have today. You know, could we, maybe I'd done something else and we didn't move here or daughter did, you know, all of this has a chain reaction and any minor change. So regret, I think is really dangerous because yeah. any, anything that you changed, uh, the things and the people that you love, you, you might not have that, that opportunity mm-hmm. uh, and, and highly probable that you wouldn't. Um, so th- you know, I, I think that gratefulness, I think that's a great uh, way to flip that and look at it from that res- respect. Yeah, show a little gratitude. Yeah, but it's it's not easy to do. It's easier to say than to do. But if we can do that, we realize that where we're at today is where we're meant to be uh, because right. of the things that have happened. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And and I guess for anybody listening to this, I would say that, uh, yeah, we're making it sound awfully easy, but you and I have both been at points in our life where uh, it wasn't easy to say that. And we may, we may have complained or we may have, and (laughs) we've all been through that. We, we, we've all had to deal with that. And that's why I think we're in such a unique position at this stage of our lives to take advantage of that. And I, I'm, I'm afraid, I fear that there's too many people who are being crushed by it yeah. rather than saying, I'm going to take advantage of all that I have experienced. And maybe that's helping somebody else. You know, I have a, a chapter on mentoring. That, that could be mentoring somebody else, either personally or professionally. Mm-hmm. And the rewards that come from that, leaving a legacy, we, you know, that's the last chapter is talking about leaving a legacy. I think we have a great opportunity here to, uh, to take what we've learned and experienced to enrich our life and the lives of others. Yeah, a lot of it's uh, success is more about persistence and resilience than anything else, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's never giving up. It's keep. keep I heard, I heard a podcast from, it was a golf podcast of all things uh, that, that the, the person being interviewed said, it's really about overcoming the discipline. How, how good are you at overcoming disappointment? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, I thought that was brilliant. How good are you at overcoming disappointment? (laughs) And the better you are at it because we ain't stopping it. You know, they talk yeah, about death exactly. and taxes. Or dis- <laughs> disappointment should be in there as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I love about talking to you, Dan. I always learn something. It's uh, we've had some great conversations at our in our mentoring group and yeah, our uh, our summits that we've been to as part of our mastermind group. And I always love uh, love it because oh, we learn, I always learn something new from you. Thank you. So if we could leave your audience with one really important thought on what you've learned in life and what you learned from writing the book, uh, the back nine, uh, walking, walking the back nine, what would you, what would that be? Uh, 
you know, and I'm, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to, to go back to captain Jack, uh, because he was kind of the, um, the, the start of this throughout life. We're going to, we're going to be fenced in whether we fence ourselves in or somehow we feel, uh, we've been fencing. Don't always, always keep searching for the gate because the gates there somewhere always keep searching for opportunity uh, because the minute you get stuck in your gate, um, it's just, it's just, it's no good. And, 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 and people literally die. You know, if it, <laughs> you've seen the research on that, it's about really, uh, maximizing the time that we've got, um, because it does, it's not, doesn't have to be the worst time. It should be the best time. So I, I think that that's really it. Keep, keep, keep grinding when you have to grind and, and, and take advantage of, of the good times when you get them. But really all times are good times. If we, if we look at it that way. That's a great answer. And you know, what's great. Well, and can I, can I add one more? Absolutely. I, I just thought of one. Is that okay? Can I add one more? <laughs> yeah. It's, you're the, you're the star I, uh, of the podcast. You can do whatever okay. you want. <laughs> bar, bar, and I'm not supposed to tell stories about Barb without getting her uh, approval first, but she's not here. So, um, you know, one of the things that we do uh, at dinner every night, we have a, we, we love to eat and love having a glass of wine. Uh, I like having a libation sometimes instead, but uh, having a glass of wine, we actually all, we started doing this several years ago and it was a small little simple toast where we, we not only said cheers, but we said, here's to celebrating another day together. Wow. And, 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 and that little, that became, I mean, it's just, we do it every day. Here's to celebrating another day together. Who cares what just happened? Who cares? You know, yeah, what, it doesn't, it matter, doesn't matter. The big picture. We, we celebrated another day together and there's going to come a point in our lives where that comes less and less or, or it becomes more fragile. And so um, I think if we can look at life in, in, in that regard um, and, 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 and my last chapter actually uh, talks about that a story of my dad and the concept of more. So um, anyway, I want to leave you with that. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. Anytime. So um, great, great interview. Learned a lot about your book um, and uh, why you wrote it and what's involved in it and excited for uh, people to read it and get it in their hands. So how do people get in touch with you and where can they get your book? I'll start with the latter. Uh, you can get my book. It's very easy. It's back nine, the number nine, uh, back nine walking.com. Uh, you'll be able to access either Amazon or you can get a signed copy. And, and Gary, listen to this. I'm numbering my signed copies. Uh, I think I, I, the signed copies, I'm up to like number 27. So I'm really excited about num- that. Can I be um, number 28? I'm numbering the, yeah. Absolutely. I want to be number 28, Dan. You want to be 28. You got <laughs> yeah. it. You got it. Um, and so back9walking.com. Uh, the easiest way to contact me, I love uh, people reaching out. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's a very easy way. Or you can email me at dan at danweeden.com. You have a lot of other content that you put out there. You put out a regular uh, blog post with lots of great, valuable information as well. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I, 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 and, and my newsletter, my blog. So you can, you can subscribe. If you go to danweeden.com, you can subscribe to both the blog and the newsletter. 
so thank you for bringing that up. I, I, I try to keep uh, information out on there. And actually, I try to repurpose it all over the place. So uh, sometimes you'll see it on the blog, you'll see it on LinkedIn, you'll see it in the newsletter, because people find me in different places. But if you go to danweeden.com, you can get on the newsletter, you can get on the blog. Uh, if, you, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, you'll see most of that as well. And I do have a, a podcast as well. Shrimp I was going to mention your podcast. Yeah. yeah um, Tell us about so it. I, I, I interview entrepreneurs. Uh, so if, you, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner yourself, uh, you get to listen to a great bunch of great stories of, of people who've been very successful. Yeah. And what's your podcast called? Shrimp Tank Podcast. The Shrimp Tank Podcast. <laughs> dot com and i have the seattle the seattle franchise okay great well thanks dan for this interview today and i i look forward to finishing the back nine and hear what else captain jack has to say so i appreciate your time to take to i am incredibly this. grateful for ha- for you having me on thank you gary you're welcome you've been listening to turning complexity into simplicity with your host me gary fur You can hear other podcasts and get valuable information that can help you and your business by visiting my website at GaryFurConsulting.com. So thanks, Dan. I look forward to catching up with you at our next mastermind call, and uh, we'll see you again soon.